following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, and Derek Eagleton. It is Tuesday, August 22nd, 2017, season 13, episode number 27. Welcome to another edition of The Break. I'm Derek Eagleton. And Amber Garcia. Amber Garcia, thank you for joining us, Amber Garcia. <laughs> well, we got a little bit of a, a little bit of a, um, I guess that was just a little snafu here. We didn't know if Amber was going to be joining us, so. Sorry, guys, I'm back. We just, I'm here. We just realized that Amber's going to be joining us, so that's good. Uh, Nick, Dave, welcome to the show. Thank you guys for joining us. Hi. Hi. Dave, you were on yesterday. I was. Pretty crazy. Like, you, you kind of went on there. You represented for the show. It was good. I thought it was a good show. I thought it was good. You represented well. Um, I don't know if I agree with everything you said, but you represented well. You were your typical crotchety old person self, so it was good. I was going against a crotchety old person, too. So you were. Yeah. Kind of stooped to the level of my competition a little bit. <laughs> Rob's because really not that old. You're right. I know. I mean, wow. he's, he's in his 30s. He's 36, 5. Don't get it wrong. Eh. Old. How are you today, Nick? I'm great. Good? Can't hear, but I'm great. That's okay. I'll figure it out over here. You can see, so that's good. Yeah, I can watch. I can see the TV. It's really good. What did Jerry say? Stop watching the television. Well, the, I like being over here because then I'm like, uh-huh. Right at yeah. the television. You think you're <laughs> yeah. talking to me, but not really. Yeah, Mayweather, 49 and 0. Got it. All right, let's jump right in. Let's talk a little bit about some of the happenings out here there yesterday. We We're back at the Star. Uh, Cowboys are, are back and practicing here. Um, and yesterday there were a couple different events that I, I wanted to just kind of make mention of. The Ring of Honor walk uh, ceremony yesterday morning, it may be one of the coolest events I've been to in a while with the Cowboys uh, because it was, I think it was the first time I've ever seen all of the Ring of Honor members that are alive, except for one, Larry Allen was not able to make it. But all the rest of them there in person at this event, they're all there on stage, and it was a pretty cool event. It definitely was was cool, and uh, I don't think that that stuff ever gets old. Um, you know, Emmett was saying, you know, that we don't we don't these we don't get together enough, uh, and a lot of times, unfortunately, when when the former players get together, it's not for the right reason. Right. You know, it's for you know a, a funeral or something like that. So, uh, you know, it really was great to see that. I don't know what Larry Allen had going on. It sure surely would have been nice to have him there, but. Uh, you know, for the to have 17 of the 21 Ring of Honor members there, it was awesome. I, I thought they did it well. It was a little crazy and chaotic, but I don't know and how, hot and hot. But I don't know how it couldn't have been. Right. Well, it couldn't have been hot if you did it later. But, I, but, but then again, think about that. We we talked about that. Why I didn't do it later? But then there's restaurants going around, and you know, what's what's two two? What does that mean? And yeah. it, it was important to do it the way they did. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was awesome. I thought you were about to say something. You had that look like you were pun. Pontificating. Oh, it was really cool. And I'm, I'm, I'm finally at a point where like I know about all the Ring of Honor members and like who they are and what they did. You know, that's interesting. So. Somebody brought that up yesterday. Like, how many? And this is relevant for you and Amber because you're younger people. How many people? Rec how many young people recognize all of the Ring of Honor members? Because I, I heard that that there were a couple of guys that were in the the lunchroom yesterday, and particularly uh, Manster was was in there, and he's kind of sitting there and. Some of the players didn't quite know who he was, and they're kind of trying to figure it out. And, and then they figure it out. It's like, oh, wow, okay. So it's, it's just I wonder how many of you guys recognize them by face. When I got to the – and I was joking with you because the, the facade here that they put up in the little – they used the same drawings that 
that they had hanging in Valley Ranch yeah. of all the old guys. And when I got to the Cowboys, I was 24 and I just had like a passing in knowledge of who they were, who of the Cowboys, other than like the triple. I was like, yeah, like Emmett Smith and Michael Irvin. And I remember distinct, like, you know, they had them all in a line, like all the Ring of Honor guys. And I thought Drew Pearson was Michael Irvin. I was like, he's 88. Okay, that's Michael Irvin. 22. That doesn't look like Emmett Smith. Who's 22? And I mm-hmm. relayed all this to Nick, and I thought he was going to strangle me. Because, like, <laughs> you know, Nick is the historian. Like, well, Nick knows. Lifelong Cowboys yeah. fan, 20-year employee, just like, well, Bob Hayes, what are you talking about, idiot? <laughs> and you're writing for us. What are you doing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know, man. I'm, I was born in 1988, <laughs> and I didn't follow the Cowboys until I got here. Yeah. He tried so. to embarrass me yesterday, asking me. How many can you recognize out of that line? I'm like, seriously? There, there's a few I could, but I obviously didn't grow up here. So obviously a the, lot of the them. Four. It's not trying to embarrass you. It, it's not at all. I would have been. You did, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> she said, I can name them. Well, who? I can name them. And that was it? Pretty much. End of conversation? No, and I said, not all of them, yeah. but I can definitely name at least. It was, just, of them. it was just yeah. interesting that, you know, you see, like, at, at all the people, Tony Dorsett, you know, he's he's kind of middle of the pack, I guess, for people that, that know him or, you know, high profile or whatever. But, you know, growing up for me, I mean, Tony D, 100%. Yeah. That was my guy. I was in the backyard. I was Tony Dorsett. Yeah, I had the, the uh, Roger Staubach. Like the whole outfit, like the little shoulder pads, the helmet. Huffy. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I had got yeah. it for Christmas one year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was my thing. I was talking about that with John Mashota yesterday up here in the atrium. They like gave us media availability. Yeah. You don't get uh you don't get too starstruck or like impressed by people once you've been doing this for long enough. But me and John were both like, Well, yeah, like I made it a point to go talk to Staubach. Like that's on another level from anything. And I was like, This is awesome. Yeah. That's the thing, when you're a child, it you're allowed to be that big like as a fan as an adult, it's a little creepy if you're like, you know, I idolize which Dak yeah, Prescott, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, that just doesn't cool. feel right. Yeah. But when you're a kid, like it's like, wow, they, they, you know, they're they're bigger than life. Even and like, I mean, as big of a deal as guys like Dak and Dez and Jason Witten are, like I, Roger Staubach is. I mean, everybody who knows what American football is from the eight, like people younger than me to like people who are in their seventies and eighties. I thought Jerry. I thought Jerry said it really well yesterday when he was talking about them. This was in the the uh the ceremony and he said that you know roger staubach has always been uh, a supportive of the cowboys and and while that sounds silly you know roger staubach's number one guy was tom landry and everyone around here feel like feels like landry maybe wasn't you know didn't wasn't treated the right way and jerry's admitted that but for staubach he has continued to be a dallas cowboy supporter of all the quarterbacks here of all the the coaches and 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 of course, Jerry Jones and his family. So I thought that was – I was really glad Jerry acknowledged him that way because, you know, he has been uh, the, an, an ambassador of the Cowboys. Yeah, whenever they're having these kinds of things, He's the it's guy. very, very rare you don't see Roger Staubach at something like that. And it's rare that someone so successful on the field can go into the next phase of his career and actually be more successful. Yeah. And he has done that. A very, very successful yep. businessman here in the Dallas area. All right, let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about practice. Uh, Cowboys open practice here at the Star for the first time with fans in attendance. And uh, we saw something that I think raised some eyebrows because there's a lot of talk coming out of that game about Cooper Rush, a lot of talk about Kellen Moore. And then we see 
during that practice, Cooper Rush gets some opportunities with the second team. Kellen Moore is, is, is takes some, uh, some snaps with the third team. Talk to me about what that might or might not mean. Was it just as simple as the coaches? Because they'll always just say, hey, we're just trying to get different looks and that kind of thing. But it, it, you can't help but say, well, you weren't doing that a couple weeks ago, yeah. right? So what did you guys take from that? I, I, I took Cooper Rush being working with the second team. That Maybe they'll see how he does there. He's done well in every other aspect that we've given him. Let's see if we do it there. And I, I, Yeah, the head coach might come out here in a little while and say it's different. But if that's the – I mean, I don't see other people, people doing it. I mean, I don't, I don't see Dez with the second team. I mean, I don't, I don't see Jason Witten working with that. And so I, I think it's, I think it's – it's something that need, needed to be done. I mean, I, I, Dave. I mean, I don't know what what's your opinion. I well, I it, it's it's too early for it to signify anything for me. I mean, I think he got five reps or something like that. You know, and and Jason Garrett, if he says anything other than like, well, we like to put all our guys in competitive situation, and we do that type of stuff all the time. We rotate left guard. Like he's not going to come out and say, mm-hmm. yeah. The number two job is up for grabs now, and Cooper Rush has done enough to deserve a look. Like he's not—that's not how he operates. So uh, it's interesting. It's noteworthy for sure, and if it continues, it's even more noteworthy. But you know, one—you know—one day, you know, will they do it again today? Will it, will it affect the reps on Saturday? That's what I'm curious about. And Jerry Jones actually—he uh, talked on 105.3 The Fan here in Dallas this morning, and. Uh, he gave Kellen Moore a pretty decent little vote of confidence saying, you know, he feels good about the quarterback spot. He likes what Cooper Rush has done, but he, and, and, you know, Jerry Jones is way more likely to give you the scoop than Jason Garrett is. So if he's not opening up the job, then, then I'm not really, I'm still not ready to really think about it. (laughs) When you look at what, at what they've done. I have a question for you guys. Okay. Um, Okay. Let's forget what Kellen, what the coaches think about Kellen Moore and how they support him and everything. If it was up to each and one of you to choose between the two of them, would you be willing to put Cooper Rush as the backup quarterback, even though he is a rookie? Um, yeah, we go in here. We're, we're, we're yeah, no, actually, that. to be honest, with you, that was actually the question I was okay. just oh, about. Yeah, no, that's perfect. I, I'm just that's perfect. No, it's perfect. That's a great question. You're giving me the freedom to. Yeah, yes. forget if what you guys were making the decision, more. if you were the coach, yeah. and based upon what you see. Now, let me just throw out, Easy decision. let me just throw this out real quick. In the games that they've played so far in the preseason, Kellen Moore has completed 54 percent of his passes. He has one touchdown, one interception, and he has a 75 quarterback rating. Flip side of that, Rush has a uh, has completed 68.4 percent of his passes. Four touchdowns, zero interceptions, and has a 125.2 passer rating. Of course, he's playing against 13 players, and he's with the third team as opposed to uh, to what Moore is doing. But all that being considered, where would you guys fall? Again, I'm the general manager here. I make all the decisions. You make the decisions. Cooper Rush is on my 53. I'd go hire somebody else to be my backup quarterback. Mm. I, um, I would release Kellen Moore and put him – Try to put him on the practice squad. And I think I could clear waivers because Linehan's with the Cowboys. So I don't think he's not with anyone else. <laughs> so he, he could clear waivers. And then he comes back to the practice squad. And my game day uh, backup is Cooper Rush. And if something happens to Dak, um, I think that you know he'll be the guy. He comes in there and finishes it off. And then if, if, it's, if it's something you need for a few more weeks or whatever, you can sign Kellen Moore back. He probably would, would jump Cooper Rush and start the game. But that's what I would do. I just don't think who could clear waivers, and I think it would be him. Now, I guess the question would be, why not keep them both? But you can go down the roster, and 
you know, I, there's a way to keep them both for sure, but I don't think I would. I don't think I think you can get him on the practice squad. He is eligible for the practice squad still. Are there any guys that that are out there that are free agent quarterbacks that you think? And I I don't even I don't want to get to the Kaepernick because I don't think that would ever happen. See, um, and that that is who I would go hire. I agree. I, I don't think that would happen. No, it would right. never. I would, it would never happen. Right. No way. But that's what I would do. I just look at it like, what would a distraction like? He would be a distraction. Oh no, not this team. We can't have distractions on the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. Nothing else going on. I mean, maybe it'd be a good thing. Yeah. I mean, I. I He'd be he's he's got to be the most humbled quarterback ever right now, Kaepernick. I would think yeah. he's got he's got the ability. He's definitely got the ability. I don't think it's a question of his ability in my. So opinion. what is it then? He he kneeled down. Yes, yes, I think that everyone in the league's doing it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's becoming it's it's spreading. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, to me, you know, it's come down to he's probably not that good for what people perceive to be going to be a huge distraction but this team has dealt with distractions and he seems way better than than you know the options that they have now i mean what kellen moore did the other day is is awful you've got to hold on to the football yeah he wasn't even hit hard like that that's that's the worst thing right there the ball just pops out like that i mean you small guy got small hands and you can't hang on to the football Barring, I mean, the first week that he was that he was theoretically here would be a circus. But I have very little doubt that he could be a quiet. I mean, very similar to Mark Sanchez last year, just like a quiet veteran dude who isn't going to be a big story other than the first week he's here when all that is first getting discussed. And he can absolutely do what they ask Dak to do. Like he can absolutely do that same type of stuff. Like a lot of motion. A lot of, you know, just easy passes, find the open. I mean, he can run that offense. I think he could probably run it pretty well. Yeah. I don't think that that will happen, though. Yeah, I mean, the, I guess the, the elephant in the room is that this team has been, and from the, from the head coach and owner on down, yep. has been pretty outspoken about the fact of how they feel about the national anthem and how you handle I mean, You look at, I'll challenge fans next time if you can see it. If you're in the stadium, you definitely can see it. But if you're on TV, watching on TV, I'm not sure if you can see it. But watch how the Cowboys line up for the National Anthem. It is unlike most teams in the NFL. They literally line up. It is not just stop wherever you are and acknowledge the National Anthem. They are in a single-file line, towing the line there on the sideline. They, they do even more than most teams do for the National Anthem. And that, to me, is why I think this team would probably never go the route of having Colin Kaepernick on the team because it doesn't – fit what they are saying as a team that they there's, do there's a story out there i'm sorry nick i i just i don't know if i agree with that i really okay. don't I, I and i don't think that jerry jones or jason garrett would come out and say that uh that you know i i think everyone they want their players to stand up for what they believe in um to, yes he does ask them to do that but i think if we we would have had a player here that's that fought uh, felt strongly the other way i don't i don't think it would be any different yes if you had a player here, let's say, for example, Des Bryant went th that yeah. way and said, look, I'm going to do this because I feel they're not getting rid of Des Bryant. So they're going to have to deal with it. See, it's a whole different thing saying we already have a, a thing that we do as a team. And now we're going to bring in somebody who is going to be the backup, by the way. Now, it's a whole different thing if he's bringing him in as the starter, but he's going to be the backup. And we're bringing in a guy that is different than what we're kind of preaching to our team. Are you saying if, Le if Leon McFadden decided that he didn't want to do that, like it would I, wouldn't be good for him. I wouldn't. I would not be surprised if, just for whatever reason, Leon McFadden wasn't on the fifty-three man roster. 
Well, he's not going to be anyway. So right. He's not. Right. There's that. Well, and that's what I was going to bring up. There's a. I mean, it's been circulating for a year now. There's a story out there that you know Jerry threatened hellfire and brimstone to the whole team if they messed with the national anthem. I mean, I've seen it shared on Facebook a million billion times. As far as I know, there's no proof that that ever happened. Like I've never heard anything about that being substantial ever. But I do think it is very heavily implied here that. That that is a that's something they value. They don't want you messing with that. I mean, Jerry said it. He said for whatever reason. Yeah, that's, Jerry, that's the way it seems. That is the way it seems. Jerry to me said too. this morning on the fan. He said, "I like the way the Cowboys do it." Yeah. I mean, and if your owner's saying that, I'm, right? There's an implication there. You know what I mean? And and Jason Garrett spoke really strongly about it too the other day. Right. If a star player decided to do, to take a stand with that, I yeah, I don't. I mean, you're not kicking a guy off the team because right. of that, but. A Leon McFadden. I, I mean, it would be it would be interesting to see how they would deal with it because I do think there is a heavy implication that they're not okay with that. Yeah, because well, to be honest with you, I don't know that I I would have I would have a hard time believing of the, all those men in that locker room. There's not a few at least that feel like what Colin Kaepernick was doing was justified and feel like that someone needs to stand up right. and say there's some problems here that we need to draw attention to, and if that draws attention to it, then something needs to be done. But I think you're right. When you hear your owner talking about things in a certain way, you hear your coach talking about things in a certain way, and they're saying, and that's publicly they're talking about it. You don't know what's being said in the in the meeting rooms. Right. It certainly dissuades you from being the person that's going to step out there and, and go counter to that, right? Yep. But if it really came down to it, I don't think right now we're at the point where the Cowboys really need to go that route. But if it really, really came down to it, would that – truly be a deal breaker to bringing him here not necessarily and I'll, I'll put it to you like this if let's say for example that your star let's say the Dak knock on wood again if Dak goes down and he's out for a significant amount of time and you're looking at the landscape of quarterbacks out there and let's say you've already gotten into the season and you already got you know you're already you know let's say you're four and one like you're having a really good season and Dak goes down I think that at that point all bets are off if if he is the best quarterback out there, it's it's worth it may be worth it to deal with the the added things that come with him if he's your starter than if he's a backup guy and you're having to deal with this and he's not even playing. It it right? would have yeah. to be a situation where he can save your season, like you know, right. come in and like start game. Like it, I wouldn't, I don't think they would do it to, to just have him be like Mark Sanchez, where he's either inactive or you know standing in a baseball hat. 16 weeks right and again these are all just our opinions we don't know exactly how the cowboys are thinking about this because they haven't gone on record or talked about this publicly to my knowledge uh but it's just kind of how i would think it would it would play out yeah i mean i i just feel like then as crazy as this is going to sound i mean i feel like kellen moore's hit a ceiling and and i just think that he he's not gonna get you know a whole lot better and and you kind of know what he is there and he's going to know the offense, but I mean, I I just wouldn't I wouldn't part ways with Cooper Rush at this point. I don't think I don't know if Cooper Rush is going to be great. I don't even know if he's going to be good. He's just been good in every situation they've given him. And 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 I said this yesterday. I you know not only has he come in and played well, he's come in played well immediately. So he shows the preparation there. And every time he's thrown a touchdown, they've been. They've been trailing. They've been trailing, and every single time he's come in, and he's either given them the lead or tied the game. Does that matter? I mean, I don't know, but he—it's he, not been too big for him yet. 
I'm incredibly he's on my 53. I mean yeah. unless unless he absolutely just tanks out the last 2 weeks which I don't foresee happening and even if he does I don't I've seen enough that I think I want to put him on the roster. I don't know that I'm comfortable with him being one snap away from being the guy. I think like whether it's Kellen Moore or and like Colin Kaepernick's not happening but if they want to bring in somebody else or honestly I tried to make this point on the show we did yesterday I would try to foster some competition between Kellen Moore and Luke McCown if I really thought that Kellen Moore wasn't the guy. One way or the other, I would like to have some a buffer between an undrafted rookie being the starter. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, we'll get some questions. Call us 888-855-2297 is the number. You can also hit us on Twitter at Cowboys Break. A little later, we'll have a little what's uh, what the hell, man. That'll be coming up in the final segment. Make sure you stay tuned. Until then, for, uh, uh, we'll be right back. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credits start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Hey, Cowboys fans. Did you know that over the next few years, more than a million service members will transition from military to civilian life? Veterans face unique challenges when they get out of the military, and Bank of America and the Dallas Cowboys are teaming up to help with financial education, career opportunities, and support of military nonprofits and organizations locally in North Texas and across the country. We're proud to support our troops and are deeply grateful for the dedication and sacrifice of our service members and veterans. Bank of America, official bank of the Dallas Cowboys, invites you to join us in our efforts to get involved by tagging game day photos on social media using hashtag TroopThanks, that's hashtag TroopThanks, and by learning more about our commitment to veterans at bankofamerica.com slash military support. Together, we can thank our troops in ways that make a real difference. Copyright 2016, Bank of America Corporation. It's bowling night with friends and you're hanging out together. You picked up a spare, but you're craving something better. A thirst grows deep inside, you don't know what to do. You crave a nice little Dr. Pepper and a hero to save you. Grave Rider. You ride the wave of Dr. Pepper when you're craving Dr. Pepper. Grave Rider. When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Pick up an ice-cold 20-ounce bottle today. Dr. Pepper. The one you crave. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer nearest you back to the break welcome back we're in the second segment of the break live from the swbc mortgage studios at the star happy to be back home feels good to be back in the star um we're going to get to some questions call us 888-855-2297 is our number you can also uh, send us your questions on twitter at cowboys break amber's picking those up uh don't be bashful let's see what you got to say um let's get a call first from horace in atlanta horace what up hey what's up guys yeah, I agree with Nick 100%. I believe that um, that Cooper is a is an excellent 
quarterback. I mean, I think he's shown right. that he could that he should be part, that she should be the backup. I mean, it's about performance. This is the opportunity that you get to perform, and this is the only test that they really have, and that's why they have the preseason games. And I think that he has shown that he can that he can be that guy, and I think he deserves an opportunity. And I really would like to see him get the second team reps in this coming up game and really see what he can do, you know, when he's thrust into the fire. I think, you know, much like Dak Prescott did last year, every time you gave him an opportunity, he met the challenge. And if he continues to do that, I think he's earned that spot. Um, and, you know, as far as, as far as I, I would love for them to bring in Kaepernick, I don't think that that would happen, but I would like for them to do that and then keep Cooper Rush as like on the practice squad or something like that, or even on the 53, I wouldn't mind that either. But I think that they should really do that to address that, that issue. I think that is the glaring hole, so to speak, that I've seen so far in, the, uh, in this preseason. Thanks, guys. All right, thanks for the call. Nick, do you want to address that? Because I, I don't well, think that's exactly what no, you said, right? But no, he, he said I agree with him 100. percent I think he's an excellent quarterback. Now, I don't, I didn't say that. I don't think he's an excellent quarterback. I, I mean, I what I said is is that he's done everything they've asked him to do, and and he he looks like he's you know he needs more reps, and he's getting that. He got some yesterday, so we'll we'll see if he gets a little bit more. I mean. I don't know if I'm comfortable with him being the number two. Not not long term. I think you'd have to go get someone um, if if you needed long term. But I don't, you know, is this a glaring hole? I mean, this is to me, this is like a bad undershirt. It, right now, <laughs> it doesn't look like it. You don't really can't really tell if you've got a bad undershirt or not until something happens to your shirt and you take it off and you're like, oh, that's ugly. So I mean, or, right? Oh, mm, I'm glad that's good. Or not? I'm talking about an undershirt. Yeah. Okay. I'm going along uh, with your metaphor here. <laughs> I'm just okay. saying you don't really – it's probably not going to be an issue until it's an issue. Right. So I don't think it's a glaring need. I think – I mean, a glaring hole. I think you, you've got some. I'm glad you raised that point because that's what I was thinking when Horace was finishing his call. I was like, man, the secondary is – I mean, with the secondary turned over the whole roster and the pass rush has not really – I mean, it, it doesn't look significantly better than what we thought it would be. But everybody is worried about backup quarterback. I mean, that's the only thing that anybody wants you to think talk about. Your running backs out six games. Running back, yeah. You I'm, guys think that's because though it, it, there's been it's up until up until last year, this has been a running theme for the last several years. The backup quarterback really matters, right? Do you think, think that everybody's kind of gun shy because of that? I honestly, well, for yes, uh, 2015 was not that long ago. Yeah, a lot of people remember what it looks like when you're you don't have your good quarterback for an extended period of time. Secondly. Quarterback's what you see when you watch the game. I mean, like Kellen Moore touched the ball every snap he was in. He threw 21 passes. He completed 10 of them. It, I mean, for, the defense has looked great. Honestly, the first string defense looked great. The secondary three and out, yeah, haven't given up a, a ton of big plays. And on top of that, if you really want to see what Byron Jones and Jeff Heath are doing, you have to go back and watch it. You got to, I mean, either rewatch the broadcast, but ideally go find some all 22, whether that's on Game Pass or whatever. If your buddies with Brian Broaddus, it helps. But either way, you can't really – I mean, you don't know how Malik Collins played just from watching the game, but you sure as hell know that Kellen Moore didn't have a great night, and right. that's the crux of the issue. But with – I mean, you know, every cornerback on this team seems to have a hamstring problem of some sort. The pass rush, is it's okay. I mean, I just said they played really well against the Colts, but 
I'm still way more worried about what the defense is going to do on September 10th than I'm worried about who's going to be calling in the plays for Dak, you know, from the sideline. Speaking of those hamstring issues, is that a little bit troubling for you guys that that, that many guys have them? And it, it seems like a lot. It's a lot of the young guys, uh, the rookies. I mean, I pretty much go down the list of the rookie class this year, and and they've all at some point during camp. Mo- I shouldn't say all, but a good number of them, Four of them the draft camp picks have. have had hamstring issues throughout training camp, which kind of signals that maybe this is a situation where, you know, the young guys just don't have their bodies aren't ready for the rigors of NFL training camp. Um. Yeah, I mean, and you're talking about the skill players too. Right. I mean, yeah. The the bigger guys that hasn't been an issue, but from the three corners and Switzer, they've all had something. Switzer still kind of in and out right now. I mean, I think it's time to. It'd be it'd be nice to see him this week uh, against the Raiders. I'm not sure he's going to be ready. He's been kind of working in into practice. Yeah, he went in and out yesterday. He did individuals and some walkthrough stuff, and then came back but, for special teams. But he hasn't done anything competitive. But yeah, I mean it, it's it's been an issue, and and I think are we getting to some players that have stood out in the game? And we're definitely gonna get to that. Yeah. So if you have some, go ahead and throw them. Well, out. I just think they they kind of go work hand in hand here. I mean, one of the guys that's taking advantage of that, and I don't know if you can cut him at this point, is Duke, uh, Duke Thomas. I think Duke yeah. Thomas has done uh, just like from a Cooper Rush standpoint, he's done everything you've asked him to do. Uh, he, he's playing. He's, ma- he's showing up. He's making tackles behind the line of scrimmage. He's making plays on special teams. So. I mean, obviously, you're going to keep Jordan Lewis and, and Chitabe, but but I, he's he's finding a spot for himself. And if you were if Mark Marquez White was going to make the team, and he still might, but Duke Thomas is battling him for that spot. And we talked. That's something we talked about on the combo show yesterday. Is that these injuries are kind of forcing you in a situation where you might have to carry more cornerbacks than you initially thought you would because. Yeah, you're not Chidabe Wouzier and Jordan Lewis aren't going anywhere, but at this rate, I don't know if you can count on them to meaningfully contribute in week one unless they get healthy quick, especially Jordan Lewis. At least Cheeto's had the benefit of a few weeks of practice. But so now you're looking at Duke Thomas, maybe Marquez White. And you know, you go back to you know, I, I think they carried ten DBs. Last year they carried five corners and five safeties. Is that can you still do that right now if Jordan Lewis hasn't practiced all year? I think they could go as far as maybe even having just three safeties and, That's, and seven I, corners, I knowing mean, that Cheeto. they have Cheeto can flip over. Even before any of this happened, I was thinking six corners and four safeties because Marquez White was playing so well. And right. now I'm like, well, can you get away with seven and three for a little while? Because right now I don't trust most of the corners here to contribute. And yeah, I mean, a guy like Duke Thomas has been great. It would be, I would feel bad for him if he got cut because he's done everything that they've asked him to and done it pretty well. And you know, I I think Kellen will make the team, Kellen Moore, and, I, and it'll come down to you know when Cooper Rush, if, you know, if they keep him, he's not he's not going up against another quarter quarterback. It'll be, you know, I, I think the final three guys are going to come down to is like Marquez White, Kellen Moore. I mean, um, Cooper Rush and probably Noah Brown, you know, or the Andy Jones or, or something like that. Like it, it's you just you just put those final guys out there and just say, Let, let's figure out a way to keep them. Mm-hmm. But I think one thing that's real interesting here is the offensive line. The offensive line is going to help you go longer at other positions because if – I know Chaz Green got some reps yesterday at the left guard, or left guard, so they're still figuring that out. But I think you know, if Jonathan Cooper could win that job, that would really open things up. Think about your three backups. You could just keep eight offensive linemen for – your three backups would be Looney, who plays guard and center, right. 
um, Chaz Green, who plays tackle, both tackles and guard if you need him to. And then you could keep Byron Bell, who plays tackle and guard. That's having eight guys, but it sounds like you've got nine or ten. Because they can play a lot. They of can yeah. play a lot. Right. Byron Bell has played all four of the spots that aren't center on the line. Yep. And, so, and I, I agree. I, eight sounds so thin. It does. But, but they did it last year, they, and they, all they, three of those backups can play two to four positions. So that that, that can kind of help you when you know you want to keep four tight ends, uh, and you know you, you're probably going to keep six receivers. I can't imagine them cutting Noah Brown. Yeah. You re- really? I mean, like I, I want Noah Brown on this team. I feel like I'm the captain of his well, bandwagon. He's making but, some plays, and he absolutely is. But when it comes down to, especially with Cooper Rush, you know, you think you're like, all right, well, you know, maybe Noah Brown clears waivers, or maybe we can find a Noah Brown next year. Like, I mean, you're going to lean toward the quarterback over the receiver in those situations, and I feel like every year I fall in love with a guy and convince myself like, oh, they'll they'll find a spot for him and then they never do and that's kind of how I feel about Noah Brown right now which I want him on the team I just don't know if they can make it work what I like about Noah Brown is that from the maybe my eyes are getting bad but from the press box I look down and I'm like Des in the game yep he's no that's Noah Brown big guy yeah he's a really big guy I'd love to see Noah Brown I know it's not going to happen right now but I'd love to see Noah, Noah Brown playing with other top talent just to see if he could still make a couple plays here and there that's what we haven't seen yet like but but for where he is he consistently is making plays, I think, both in practice and in games. So I'd like to see him with, with better competition and see how he finds And, and you know what else is going to happen a little bit when we're talking about receiver? I think you're going to see more packages where they, they rotate different guys in and out. Um, you'll see more Bri- Bryce Butler, I think, this year. Um, I think he's and, earned, sh- and should. And should. I think Deserves earned, it. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think with Dez, Bryce and Dez, I mean, um, not to say that he will be the number two because Terrence is still valuable. They like him. They love what he does as a blocker as well. And he can get open. And like you said, he gets open real well around the, the in the red zone. But I think that, that Bryce has done things, especially because of his vertical play, that you know he, he'll he's another weapon that they're going to utilize too. We're not talking about him being on the bubble. I mean he's no, not. He's I mean, not at all. He's yeah. firmly he's on, on the scene. Team. Yeah, firmly. And on the here, team. sorry to switch it back to the offensive line. Here's a question about Terrence Smith. We did get to see him play a little bit in the game, mm-hmm. but then Chas Green went in uh, mm-hmm. cover him tackle, and then Jonathan Cooper at guard. How would you guys feel if it happens? that Tyron Smith has to be out for whatever game. How does that offensive line look for you guys? Are you feeling okay with it? How they had it going at the, the Not okay with Tyron Smith being out. Definitely not okay, but... Well, no, but... Yeah. No, I, but like, all, can, can they get the job done? I mean, the, we did get to see some stuff. The yeah, best but. moment of Chaz Green's career is when he had to fill in for Tyron right. Smith. I mean, yeah, you wonder if he can stay healthy, and he's not as good as Tyron Smith, but he handled himself well at what people say is the hardest position on the offensive line. So, I mean, it, it's remarkable how well they've set themselves up on the offensive line with the resources they put into it. If your franchise left tackle goes down, you have a top 100 draft pick who can do the job. The one thing that does still worry me about that, though, is last year he had Leary sitting there at left guard. I don't feel as comfortable about sure. Cooper of course, uh, paired with Chaz Green on the left side. That's, that worries me a that's little foot, bit more. That's football. Right? Yeah, absolutely, but I'm just saying that's the area where I'm a little, I'm a little probably more concerned than what you just said. Uh, because of that, just because I, I don't necessarily I haven't I haven't had enough experience just yet with the left guard to feel comfortable that you put him with Chaz Green that your left side is still okay. I completely agree with you, but and this is going back to Nick's point. I feel like this is a conversation that's kind of starting to percolate around the team. Is that 
ideal. I think ideally you want Jonathan Cooper to win this job because it's way better to kind of have Chaz Green yeah. out of the fray. You know, where maybe he's even one of the best five offensive linemen on the team. But in this situation, I think it sounds way more comforting to know that he's probably playing 15 snaps a game and he can be your backup tackle. And you're and you're in a lot less hot water if somebody gets hurt than if Chaz is at left guard and you lose Tyron Smith and all of a sudden you, you sign in. Or you lose both of them. Yeah. yeah. You mean you sign in Emmett Cleary or Kadeem Edwards off the practice squad or whatever you got to do. And yeah, that doesn't sound as good as Chaz to me. Not at all. All right. Let's uh, let's get a question. Uh, do we have another question from Twitter? Yeah. A lot of questions about Nolan Carroll. Are you guys worried a bit about him getting suspended? And again, we've seen that he's got some good times. Like he's played well, but then again, then we see him again play horrible. So it's not a very consistent guy. You know, when you ask that question, I actually was thinking in my mind, I wasn't even thinking about the suspension. I thought you were asking, are you worried about his play? Because the one thing we've seen now, he's had he had a good, I think it was the last couple practices before we left camp. He had a really good, I had some really good practices there. There were other times earlier in camp where he was he was getting beat pretty good. And then yesterday he had another one of those days when I, I want to say there were at least three deep, at least three deep balls where he got just well, Des, just like run by, like just ran right by him. Des did it twice and Terrence did it once. And those guys, I, I'm sorry, but when it comes to just NFL, like just wide receivers that, that are burners, those guys are not considered burners. Right. Yeah. Are, are, are they fast in, in the world of life? Yes, very, but not like faster than me. Speedy yeah. receivers. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Um, but and, and but just ran right by him. So you th- like it's gonna get worse than that. You know, you're gonna get faster Week guys one. than this. I believe I want like I think his hearing is today even. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. I think it, so. It came up today. So Whatever happens there will probably dictate. Well, not necessarily because the NFL does what it wants. I I I don't know. I kind of. You were saying earlier in camp that there's at least cause for optimism that he yeah. won't be suspended. But I mean, I don't know how to answer that until there's a firm decision. But and, Jerry and, was optimistic about Zeke. That's so. a great point. So yeah, I don't. I'm not. Who gonna, knows? Yeah, but and this is my fault because I take videos of everything and I <laughs> I feel bad for Nolan Carroll. Like. You do? Yeah, come on. Like, he he got beat up in the first couple days of camp in Oxnard, and everybody was ready to cut him. And then he just quietly was very solid for the better part of a month. Like, he was picking off Dak. He wasn't getting burned. He has not given up a play of meaningful distance in a game that I can remember. And then he goes out yesterday in one-on-ones, which is designed to favor the offense. Gets his butt kicked, to be fair. I'm not going to say he didn't, but, like... And now everybody wants to cut him again. It's it happened in team two, though. It wasn't just in one. All right, fine. He had a bad day <laughs> of saying. practice. I'm not saying the guy's a pro bowler, but it, that's just the nature of the cornerback position. Well, his hamstrings are good. You can be right. Yeah, it's a great point. You can be, and if but, he can be like 39, like that, where he's there every game and he's solid, I'm not. I'm not against it. And I'm not saying. I'm not saying raise the alarm that that he's going to be horrible. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I've seen enough moments that make me at least be like, uh, I don't know, like. I've seen enough moments that make me pause. He's, he's not he's not going to be a lockdown corner, or else you wouldn't have gotten him for three million dollars a year. Right, the Eagles is not going to let him go. They can't cover anyone either. That's I'm so. I'm not. Well, yeah, right. I'm not trying to convince you he's great, but it, it's just like Brian Carr. Like he's serviceable. He's probably going to give up some plays. You're probably going to be yelling at your TV at him if I had to guess at least a few times. But 
he's probably better than the credit that he gets, which is none whatsoever. And the Cowboys knew that going in. You don't sign a guy in free agency, then go back and draft three corners right. a month later. If he's you, a bridge player, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I is he he's probably not gonna be a great player for the Cowboys, but he's certainly not the hunk of garbage that my Twitter mentions try to suggest that. You think he's gonna be better than Carr? Or worse than Carr, I should say. Not better. Worse than Carr. Um yeah, Carr, I, I, Carr is a better player. I think he will be worse than Carr was last year because Carr, you know, third and 20 against the Packers notwithstanding, Carr was pretty good last year. He was much better than he got credit for over, you know, over the course of his career. I don't know. I mean, I, it'll probably be really similar if I had to guess. I do like Nolan Carroll's not afraid to get physical. Which right. I like that yeah. about him. I right. like that, you know, he's a guy. He's not always going to win, but he will and can get physical with a guy like Dez, which right. you need that. Um, you know, when you look back at last year, Brandon Carr going up against Odell Beckham, like Beckham got him for one one play for the touchdown. That ended up, you know, was the difference in the game. But for the most part, I thought Carr, you know, played really well in that game. I and mean, he had a lot of opportunities. Speaking of that, and I would imagine if you're on the Giants break, they've talked about the fact that the running back is not going to be there when they when they face the Giants. Are we sure the wide receiver is going to be there when they face the Cowboys? I thought that was pretty dramatic myself. I think he'll be there. But, hey, you never know until you hear more reports about what the actual we were joking test about, results say. Me and Broadus were joking about that in the office. I mean, it looks like they dodged a bullet. Yeah. The Giants? Yeah. But we, they're saying it's just a sprained ankle, but they're going to do more tests, so we'll see. We thought Tony dodged a bullet last year, too. I, mean, I wrote the story about it, so I want to hear more out of all the... I mean, they said he's going to undergo more testing, so I don't know. I, I honestly don't know, but it looks like he got... He's okay. I know. I, I, I'm telling you, I hope he plays. I know that there's people in the building that we know that, that, that are that, <laughs> they're different about that, but I, I love watching that guy play. And I think, you know, I hope he goes out there. We're talking about Odell Beckham. Yes, we are talking about Odell. Yeah. He's one of the five or six most electric players in the league. And if yeah, you, fun player to watch. Right? If you don't want to watch him play, then I don't. You don't like football. You're not a real football fan. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it would help the Cowboys if he wasn't out there, but I'd much rather watch him play than not. Yeah. yeah. And and if you're going to, I mean, if you're going to play them, you want to play them and beat them. Like yeah. with him out there, that's fine. That's okay. All right, let's take our final break. We'll come back. Let's get some more questions. We'll also have a little bit of another installment of What the Hell, Man. We'll be right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See below for details. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credits start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive 
game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Jack Black products are carefully formulated with the finest natural ingredients and proven high-performance skincare technology. You'll find these performance products in the locker room at the Ford Center and in the luxury suites at AT&T Stadium. Go to our website at getjackblack.com and check out all of our game-changing products, including Beard Lube, our award-winning shave cream, and Deep Dive Glycolic Facial Cleanser, a Men's Health Award winner. Again, that's getjackblack.com. Nothing complicated, nothing cosmetic, just superior skincare. Back to the break. In football, adjusting your plays are key to a win, Derek. But underwear adjustments are something you want to avoid. Not, they're not great. That's why there's Tommy John, the 21st century men's underwear that never rides up. Ever. Tommy John, no adjustment needed. Shop Ever. exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. 20% off your first order. You come with the David Hellman guarantee. What, what is the David Hellman guarantee? I guarantee you'll like them. I'm not giving you anything if you don't, <laughs> but I'm not worried about it. because It's not really a guarantee, is I'm it? I'm guaranteeing that you'll like them. Okay. And if you, I mean, you guarantee will. Guarantee does have to be backed up by something, right? My sterling reputation. Mm. You got it. So right. go shop for Tommy John underwear, everybody. Go get them. Go get them. Good stuff. All right, let's get back into it. We've got uh, questions that we're going to be rolling through here. Call us 888-855-2297 or hit us on Twitter at Cowboys Break. But we're going to pause right now because Dave has a little rant for us. What the hell, man? Nick actually kind of set this up perfectly for me because it, I, I don't know. I know you listened to it, but if you didn't listen to our show yesterday with uh, me and Brian Broadus were on it, we kind of got into it about the preseason and the value of it. And I basically said that the Cowboys offense looked phenomenal. They, I mean, they went out there, they had two drives. Yeah, Darren McFadden fumbled, but they looked like a machine. And I don't need or want to see any more from them in the preseason. They're, I mean, if you have made a Pro Bowl for the Cowboys, you're done as far as I'm concerned in games. Practice is a little different matter in my opinion. And Brian let me have it. He told me I was an idiot. He told me players play. And then sure enough, 12 hours later, Odell Beckham certainly looked for the world like his season might <clears throat> excuse me, be over. And again, we were just talking about it. I think he's he's one of the three to six most electrifying players in the NFL today. I don't think if he play if he doesn't play another snap in the preseason, but he's ready for week one, I think he'll be just fine. Would y'all say you agree with that? Um, I I already the fact that you <laughs> even needed that long, I disagree. I I mean, there is a certain level of player in the NFL, in my opinion where it's just you're, it's go time you're good does does Jason Witten I mean does he need preseason reps do you think he's not gonna magically get open against the Giants linebackers Witten, and catch no. eight Witten, passes no. and, and to be honest with you I'm okay if Witten didn't play because not only I do I think because of his experience he'll be fine but I also think that I kind of want to see some of those other tight ends in there in some of those situations just to see but because I know once the season gets here that probably ain't gonna happen but it, I kind of agree with what Nate was saying yesterday from the standpoint there are other positions that that you need to see them like that that left guard spot you still need to see him against what will be a better defense in Oakland than what you played against the Colts I hear and you, you want to see him with the other guys he would be presumably playing with 
in games when the regular season starts. So from that standpoint, I kind of disagree with you. I don't know if I disagree theoretically with you. A pro bowler that's been in the league for many, many years, he's not going to get a whole lot out of, a, out of what, 12 reps in a preseason game, right. a half in a preseason game, whatever it's going to be. Risk versus I get reward. that. I get that. But I do think because this special circumstance at the left guard position, that's what gives me a little pause on on this particular situation. Practice. Right. But, you know, you look at it from from both sides. Okay, this defense is you know, the defensive line has a lot of question marks. What do you, They're going to face the Raiders. Do you want the Raiders to do the same thing? Wouldn't you like the Raiders to play their guys? Because I, I think it'd be a good you know, barometer to see what the Cowboys can do going up against uh, an offensive line. Absolutely, that probably the second best, if not the best. You know, depending on they're among the top three in the league. They've yeah. got pro, three Pro Bowlers across the line too. So I, I would I would love to see them. So I mean, I I get your point and I understand it. Um, risk reward doesn't seem like it's it's there that much, but you know, for for two weeks. If you rest them now, you know you're sitting sitting them for basically three full weeks before you play. I, I, I'd put them out there, but maybe gone are the days of just a straight dress rehearsal for a whole half. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I could I could handle a quarter maybe. And I um, you know, the the whole thing that stemmed this was how good they looked. I mean, if they'd gone out there and stunk up the joint against the Colts, maybe I'm rethinking this. But I just. If you have made a Pro Bowl in the NFL, I'm not worried about you. And, and you know, you can come back at me and say, well, they sat for two weeks and sucked in the playoffs. I don't really buy that either. I think there's – I mean, you're going against Aaron Rodgers. That I think that's a completely different circumstance. And if they if they need a half or even a game to get it ready, you know, maybe maybe they're rusty. So what? At least they're all healthy. And, and, and I'm sorry, but I don't buy that a quarter and a half – in a preseason game where everybody knows there's nothing at stake is going to make the difference between whether you score a touchdown against the Giants on your opening possession or not. I don't believe that. And I just, you know, it's not ideal. Jonathan Cooper needs reps, and it would help him to have those guys out there. Sure, it would be great for Demarcus Lawrence to go against um, Gabe Jackson and uh, Awesome Ailey or whatever the guy's name is for the Raiders. Who's, I mean, he, they, they have an awesome offensive line. But – I, I wouldn't blame the Raiders one bit if they sat all those guys. That's how you're going to make the playoffs. That's what this is all so, about. And so let me ask a bigger picture question. Would, would your opinion change? Yes, they, if, should, they should cancel preseason. Well, I wasn't going to say cancel, oh, but let's assume, let's assume for a second they had only two preseason games. Would you play starters more if they only had two preseason games than, than what they play right now? I would. Than what you think they should play right now? I would play the starters for like I would give the starters the same amount of work that they got against the Colts if the preseason was shorter. That's what I would do. I'd give them a half, maybe a half. I'd give them a half of the first throughout game. the entire preseason. I'd probably give them a half of the first game, but and that's it. Not doing that. I w- no, they're not doing that. But if it, I would shorten five this year. <laughs> I would shorten the preseason. It's getting longer for some reason. Play two games, and I would keep the regular season at sixteen. I that's I hate this notion of shortening the preseason and then extending the regular season. I don't like that either. Why? Because I actually like that that concept. Because sixteen, like, but I've covered this team for four years now. I see like everybody's dead by the time December rolls around. Like this game and the schedule is brutal. And you're already making these guys play games on four days rest, some guy at least once if, per if, season. If everybody's dead by December, how is it you have such good playoff games in January? 
a combination. I mean, the teams that get hot are usually the ones that stay the healthiest or the ones that get their guys right. back. I mean, yeah. I'll always think back to which is yeah, that's that's kind of the reason why I think it's a good idea is because if you got 18 games, now you do have a little bit of chance for for teams to kind of if someone gets hurt early, they're back in time and they're still ready for playoffs. You got some fresh legs in, in there if you had a guy that's been out for duty injury or whatever the case might be. And teams can kind of play that too. Like maybe there is some of that during the season. You you take a game where maybe a guy doesn't play if you've got a long enough season to do that. The Cowboys reported to camp on July 22nd this year, and they'll be playing football until at least December 31st. Right. That's just insane to me. And if you're extending the regular season – then you're either having them playing games in August or January, like regular season games. Yeah. Either way, it's just I, I think it's more than the human body was meant to take. Like this game is absolutely brutal, and I don't think there's a big enough emphasis put on player safety just as a general rule across the board. Okay. That's just my opinion, though. All right. Um, so is that end of your rant? Pretty much. I just, I just thought it was funny timing that hours after I – made this, this point happens. we almost lost to your boy one of one hey he's my guy from lsu i love him <laughs> i'll always love him and i love watching him play and football I... I would be devastated if i didn't get to watch odell beckham play football i mean like if he, if he was out for a whole year he's yeah. way up there on the list of guys i would be that would be a bummer if he lost a year of his career so don't play anymore in the preseason odell or any cowboys players for that matter well, i, I, I think... don't know i'm <laughs> It's hard to agree with that. I keep thinking about all your uh, thoughts on this, and you gotta remember, practice is not the same. It's not it's not the same action you get during the game. And I'm and I personally am willing to risk the sloppiness that comes from the missed reps if it means that all my guys are there. You willing to miss? You you willing to accept the fact that maybe you lose the first two games because you're not as ready? I mean that's not ideal, but I'd I'd rather have all hands on deck than get twenty extra reps in the preseason. Yeah, like these guys can't get hurt in practice. No, of course they can. And, I mean, and that they could go out and get hurt on the first play of the regular season. At least it mattered. They get hurt at, at least home. they sure. They, I mean, they can drop their iPhone or whatever. I mean, that happen. Obviously, <laughs> anything can happen all the time. But again, you're managing your risks. And I, if you've made a Pro Bowl for me, I don't want to lose you in a game that doesn't have to happen. I don't have to put you out there if I don't want to. You have to go out and practice. You, you have to do that. But you don't have to play in a preseason game. All right, let's move on. Let's get some questions before we end the show. We got a call from Matt in West Virginia. Matt, what up? Hey, guys. Hey, I uh, want to thank every, everybody from Cowboy Nation about uh, you know all your shows from Kent, uh, all the personalities. Thank you, Derek. I mean, we just love it. I mean, I don't listen to anything the NFL Network, anything, especially when there's ter- turmoil. So we really appreciate it. I had two points real quick. Uh, Nick brought up the first one was, you know, cut Kellen Moore, bring him back to the practice squad. Then you got an extra position for three or four spots, you know, on the roster, whether it's secondary, you know, offensive line, wide receiver, whatever. My main point is the Zeke thing. If the judicial system finds, you know, someone innocent, why would the NFL – like do a witch hunt when to me the the crime or not crime has been decided outside of, of you know the NFL I think it's given the NFL a break not to pursue and bring the you know the shield down or or bringing a bad name to the product when they have an easy out where the you know the the law has said there's no problem so I, I just feel like 
for them to, you know, drag things out. And we're all cowboy homers, but for them to, when it's easy for them to get out of that, I can understand the Brady thing. That's in house, you know, that's on their watch. But when it's the, when it seems like it's taken care of, why drag it out? You know, it's taken care. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying, and I think one thing, and we appreciate the call. I think one thing that you may be forgetting is is just by saying that 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 the police have have kind of uh, either closed the book on it doesn't mean that it's over. You got to remember, sometimes these college towns they're fans of the team too. And, and, and the, the, when you talk about alumni, boosters, I'm not saying that happened in Columbus. I know that the, it happens in other places, though, that, that you, you don't necessarily, you know, they, they take it easy on these guys in college of what's happening there. So just because that, that maybe the police or didn't find or didn't charge these players, it doesn't mean that they didn't do things. And I'm, not, I'm, I'm really not trying to say that's exactly what's happening here, but I think the NFL is right to a certain extent of looking into it as well, but I do think they've gone overboard in others, and especially in the way they dragged it out. I think what what happened a few years ago was the the way that whole thing went down with Ray Rice, and how there was kind of one penalty, and then they found the video, and the league absolutely got slaughtered after the video came out. Like you didn't handle this properly. I think because of that, the league has taken more of a step of look. We don't care what anybody else says, courts, whomever. Uh, we're going to investigate it ourselves. We're going to come up with all the things we think are evidence, and then we're going to make a decision that best protects the NFL. Yeah. And so make no mistake about it, this decision about Zeke Elliott, at least in the league's perspective, whether we all agree with it or not, um, in the league's perspective, they feel like they're doing what's best for the reputation of the NFL. And that's really what it comes down to. This is not about legal right and wrong this is about them doing what they feel like is best for the shield that's really what it comes down to and honestly i i appreciate that and you could argue seven different ways from sunday about the zeke situation whether it's justified he's never charged with anything but i i kind of appreciate that they are going to hold their employees to a higher standard and and they have the power to to discipline people for, I mean, maybe maybe you didn't get charged with the crime, but if you messed up, they can still they can still hit you for that. And I I kind of appreciate that. I think the Zeke situation is a little bit different. I think you know I certainly think it's convoluted. I certainly think there should be more to it than you know the opinion of one person. I think there's ways you can regulate this. Certainly keep it from yeah. being too drawn out. But yeah, it's just, I mean the Cowboys could do the same thing. I mean I I could goof up and just because I'm not going to jail for it doesn't mean I couldn't get fired. Absolutely, I mean, you yeah. hold your employees to the standard you want to hold them to. And also and also the thing about the NFL that I think they need to better on is be consistent around the league of guys that you're punishing for this yes. and guys you're punishing for this because this guy is a, is a reserve backup that you don't don't you don't know who he is and this guy over here is played in three pro bowls. I mean you got to be careful with the that. The way they come to these decisions is all kinds of wrong in my opinion. But the fact that they have the power to make them, I don't have a problem with that. All right guys, we appreciate you joining us. We are back tomorrow for a little more talking I'm sorry, not talking Cowboys. Oh, wow. We're doing that for Wow. <laughs> Cowboys break. We'll be back on at 9:45. That's going to be our time for this week and next week so make sure you join us for nick eatman david hellman amber garcia i'm Derek eagles and this has been the break live on dallascowboys.com radio this has been a production of dallascowboys.com and the dallas cowboys football club How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!